0: I'm Jane Hillsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Branding can mean many things to different people. Some people think that a company's brand is referring to their logo and like the colours that they use in their, their marketing collateral. Some people get branding kind of mixed up with marketing. And some people think that brand refers to the reputation of a company. And do you know what? All of these definitions are true. Branding really does incorporate all of these. Branding is actually a really big topic. And and in my belief, it deserves a lot of attention in the context of a small business's marketing, of, of any size business's marketing. It's so important to get this right before you start spending time and effort driving more people to your business. In fact, branding plays such a significant role in your marketing that I've actually put together a three-part series for this podcast to share some of the opportunities that really awesome branding creates and also some of the implications that good and bad branding can have on your business's bottom line. And I've called in the big guns for this series, guys. I'm um, speaking to two of the best and brightest brand specialists that I know. I'm very fortunate to have these guys in my network and have spent the past couple of years admiring their talents. Plus, I'm also talking to one of my fabulous clients who has the best story about how some refreshed branding has re-energized her team, her clients. And ultimately, her business's bottom line. So my first guest is the incredibly cool Jody Devree, and she is the managing director of the multi-award winning branding agency, Tiny Hunter. Jody describes herself as part creative, part nerd. She has a lifelong love of problem solving, and she thrives on the power of design and collaboration to transform businesses. Now, in this chat, Jody talks about the difference between branding and marketing. She shares what the foundations of an excellent brand are and how having a powerful brand can financially and otherwise benefit a small business. Jody also recommends who in the business should be stewarding the brand, as well as some of the elements of branding that can sometimes be overlooked. And if you're keen to understand how to create and leverage your business brand, then Jody's insight in this discussion will be a really, really great place to start. So I started off our chat by asking Jody to provide us with her definition of what a brand actually is. Jane, that's a very good
1: question, and I think it's one that there's a lot of confusion around. But my favourite definition of brand is a quote by Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. And he says that a brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room. And I love it because it's simple, but it's kind of deep and it really encapsulates everything. And I I think in terms of branding, Branding has a branding problem, which is kind of ironic, but I think if we use Jeff's definition of brand, then really branding is just like everything that we can do to influence what people say about us when we're not in the room. Obviously, we we can't control what they say, but we could definitely try and influence it.
0: Yeah. Why do you say that branding has a branding problem? What makes you say that? Um,
1: I just think there's a lot of confusion in terms of... (sighs) Well, to me, branding starts with, you know, strategy and then moves into design and things like that. Whereas I think a lot of the time people think it's just the more superficial part, like the logo, maybe the name, the business card, those sorts of things. But I think also it gets very mixed up with marketing as well. So I just think there's a lot of confusion. And I think a lot of it is also contributed actually by our industry as well. There's a big variety in terms of if someone's working on your brand, what they might do for you. Yes, Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I love that definition. I love that definition by Jeff Bezos as well. And there's several definitions of of brand around. I love that one just due to it's just you know pure simplicity, um, and also that the fact that it does encapsulate that much much bigger idea of brand. So as opposed to as you said, you know, just thinking of brand as a few colours and logo and a bit of font, um, and a look and feel. You know, branding, if you're thinking about what people say about you when you're not in the room, like really my head goes to what was the last experience that that person had with your brand, like at an operational, at a customer service level, you know, let alone the experience or the feeling that, that the brand or the marketing kind of um, encourages um, when, they see, when they see your brand or hear about your brand.
1: Absolutely. That's the thing. It's, that's the thing. It's literally everything. And you don't know, you know, there's so many different experiences. They'll have of your brand at so many different touch points, whether it's with, you know, frontline staff or whether it's your website or whatever it may be. So it's like, how are you going to make sure that they consistently get the right impression, I guess. And yeah. that is
0: really what branding is. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you mentioned before that sometimes there is a little bit of confusion and overlap an ambiguity around kind of the concept of of branding, not only um, just around, you know, what the definition is and what it includes, but sometimes that it gets mixed up with marketing. And I find this as well. Sometimes the line can be really blurred, not necessarily for us in it, but for those people who are looking to kind of put a brand strategy or a marketing strategy in, in place how would you describe the difference between marketing and and branding?
1: So for me, branding is really having, you know, the foundations right as a first step. So it's really understanding who you are, you know, who your audience is like really deeply, like why they should care about you. You know, it's all about, you know, why should they pick you over someone else? So you need that real articulation of who you are, what you stand for and understand why people should care about you. And then you need to make sure you bring it to life in terms of what they see and feel and experience like we were just talking about. Whereas marketing, I think, is getting that impression to more people. So proactively going out, getting some messages out, using those foundational things that you have in place. So I think the problem is a lot of people sort of skip to the marketing piece, yeah. but if you don't know exactly what you should be saying and exactly who you're trying to say it to, then it can get a little ineffective and it'd be a bit hit and miss, I guess. So in terms of long-term sustainable growth, you, you really want to make sure that you have that our nation right first and they go really hand in hand which is why i think they get so confused but i'll give you an example so we did a rebrand for Berenberg. so they're a jam sauces and condiments company about 10 years ago now they're they're in the adelaide hills they're like sixth generation family farm you know everything's made with love they had a label that really looked German and mass produced. So that was sort of the feedback that they were getting from supermarket buyers, but also, um, you know, from customers. So they made the very brave step to go through a really big rebrand because it is, it can be daunting, right? When you've got a long established brand and you're really attached to it to go through something like that. And so we took them through a process, defined what are those important elements that we need to be communicating and did you know, a significant rebrand. And what happened following that is they saw a really big jump in sales, I think 30% within the first nine months. But my point is, I guess that, yeah, so with the new brand, we made sure that they looked Australian, looked, you know, homemade with love, that it referenced the family and all those, you know, key parts of their brand. Mm. If they had just thrown marketing at that problem, they would have just had more people that thought that they were German and mass-produced. And I think it's just a really good example of you've got to have that foundation right, yeah. and then great, go and do the marketing. Yeah, yeah. And also, you need to make sure you do do the marketing as well. So it's not one or the other. You don't yeah. no point in investing in a beautiful brand and then and not getting it out to more people. So. Yeah, you need both.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. And when you say marketing, I'm I'm assuming like you mean the the marketing tactics. So so like as you said, you know, there's no point in putting a beautiful billboard together or, you know, a beautiful EDM strategy or social media if you've got this brand that doesn't necessarily resonate with the values and and that brand of 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 the company. And I 100% agree. So the the kind of process that we will generally work with a a client is we will do all of that strategic planning, which I think probably the branding and the marketing strategic planning would overlap a bit because this is where we're actually looking at um, who your customer is, you know, what you want to stand for, what you want to be differentiated, you know, against the the rest of the competition in the market, um, the legacy, the values, all of that kind of stuff. Um, including key messages and your you know unique selling point, et cetera, et cetera. So all of that kind of stuff gets gets sorted out in the strategy. We do, and I'm sure you would as well quite a lot of extensive customer research as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll put together a, a marketing strategy. But the first two things before we do anything else in terms of tactics, the first two things we look at a brand. And then, and then website under that because they're so foundational, and I completely agree. There is absolutely no point going out and amplifying an ineffective brand. Um, There's also no point going out and, depending on kind of what business you are, um, amplifying you know your marketing or your advertising and driving people back to an ineffectual website.
1: Hundred (laughs) percent. So yes, and I I find it really. I guess kind of fascinating that people invest so much into their product and service. Like they're so good at what they do, but then literally your website is how that manifests in the world for everyone that hasn't worked with you before. So you need to really think about what you do and how proud you are of that. And then look at your website and is it doing that justice?
0: Yeah. 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 It's like your, yeah, your online shop, front. Yes. Um, and and yeah, different businesses, different, different situations. But yeah, they're they're absolutely foundational. I completely agree. So um, we spoke before about how the word brand is often kind of perceived as the business's logo and their visual look and feel. But what role, you know that that's part of your brand. What role does the design play in brand?
1: I think the design plays a huge part. And, you know, which is why I guess it gets a lot of attention. And let's face it, it's the fun part too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we're really visual creatures and we do. We create a first impression so fast, whether it's meeting a person, you know, using a website or seeing a brand. So it is a really, really important part. It's just important that you do define all those other things that we've been speaking about first. You know, who are you? Who are you talking to? How are you different? Because essentially the design needs to reflect that. Yes. Whereas I think people can jump straight to the design and think about, you know, what they like and those sorts of things, but it's not about, unfortunately, what you like. It's about what your customers like and what's right for them. So it is really important, but it's just important that I guess that you've got the thinking behind it first and that you're communicating that through the design. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. (laughs) Excuse me. So what would you say are the fundamentals of an excellent
1: brand? If so many things. I'm always like, and this is really important. And that is really important. There's so many important parts. But if we, I guess if we zoom out, the the really important parts of just what makes an excellent brand is that differentiation piece. So how are you different to your competitors in a way that your customer's Care about, right? There's no point being different for different sake. It's like it has to be meaningfully different. That's really important. And I think that's the whole purpose of branding, really setting you apart and winning the customer's choice at the end of the day. Mm. I think a brand that builds an emotional connection. So it's not just that, you know, functional benefits sort of thing. Like we are really irrational beings. It doesn't matter what we're buying, whether it's B2B, B2C, like emotion matters so I think really understanding how you're making your customers' lives better. yeah um, being customer centric so thinking about the customer always and looking for how you can add value to them like great brands are adding value to people's lives. And I think um, I think they're kind of like the key I guess factors of a successful brand but if you if you want to get more granular I guess in terms of the building blocks that help create that, It's that strategy that we've talked about, like the positioning, the messaging. Who are you? What are you saying about yourself? You know, what are your values? What's the personality of your brand? And those sorts of things. Then it's the identity. So, like we just mentioned, the design part. So, bringing that to life visually. So, what is your logo, your colors, your fonts, and imagery is really important. Having really great imagery makes such a big difference to a brand.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And tone of voice. So, not only the design, but you know, what's the language, how does your brand sound, you know, is it cheeky, is it serious? You know, you want to be consistent, so it's really good to think about the tone of voice. And then bringing all of that together, like you said, you know, websites, you know, whether it's signage, packaging, like what are your core sort of brand touch points um, and making sure that there's that consistent experience that we're talking about. So I guess there are a lot of things that go into making a really strong brand.
0: Strong brand. And excuse me. um In terms of the imagery, you mentioned the imagery as being quite important. Well, yeah, one of the the major important factors of a brand. What are we talking there? Are we talking like photos? Are we talking graphics? Like a mixture of all video? Like what? What? Yeah. How do you kind of prioritize those those images in the brand? Yeah, that's
1: a good point. So when we're looking at a brand, we'll look at. You know the logo, the color, the fonts, but then we'll look at graphic elements or styles, so that might be more you know graphics, and then also photography. And I guess more and more film as well is come is becoming a really big part of a brand. But so yeah, imagery, like photography. So what photography do you have? And this is a tricky one because you know it can be an investment to to do your own custom photo shoot, but at the same time, it will be well worth it because you just can, well a, they're unique to you, right? no one has those. They really reflect your business because they've been actually shot for you. But B, you get long-term value out of them. You're going to use them all over the place. So I think anywhere possible, it's really great to do your own photo shoot. Yes. But if you can't do that, then it's really, you know, making sure that you've got a designer that's choosing stock photography that feels like a family of imagery. You know, a brand is really about consistency. So you can't just grab a random set of images and expect to create that consistent feel. Yeah. And I just think it's really important to think about the imagery because, you know, we see businesses that, you know, might go to create a Squarespace website and the Squarespace templates, you know, they look beautiful. But a big part of why they will look so beautiful is because they've put amazing photography in them. So if you take one of those sites and then put in not great photography, it really does have a really big impact.
0: That's so true. That's so true. It's a it's a little bit of, of, of false advertising. And even when you were kind of talking there, like I think by the time, like if you're going to really invest in that stock imagery that, A, because the other thing you don't want to do with stock imagery is just go and get all the free stuff that's on the internet, mm. you know, or yeah. um, the really, really low cost stuff because you, you just end up, finding that, you know, other people within either different industries or other people within your industry have also gone and found those similar um, shots, or even if it's not the exact shot, it's a shot from that series. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Which completely dilutes your brand touch point. Like when you're actually trying to build a memorable brand and stand out from the crowd, If you're using stock imagery that just looks like other brands that are out there, you become forgettable. Like it's just commoditized. Yes, totally, totally. So then by the time you actually spend the money on sourcing really good quality, unique stock images, you're almost best to actually go and get your own photography done done so that it's it's completely unique. It's just, I guess, sourcing a photographer maybe that, that matches to your budget level, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree, and I think you know, in the small business market, we just see so much of that crappy stock photography, yeah. and, and know, particularly on social, like it's just, it's just complete, it's a complete waste of 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 time and and effort because you just dilute your your presence so much. So, yeah, that's that's actually a really good point. Um, so, what are some of the other factors of a brand that can sometimes be overlooked by a business, like before? I imagine you would you would have businesses that would come to you, and they haven't. Pro- they may not have necessarily invested in brand before they've got to you, like they've kind of just made do or slapped it together themselves, and it's been fine. But now they want to go next level. What have they generally overlooked before coming to to a brand specialist?
1: Um, to be honest, most people overlook the. <laughs> the brand part, like the brand strategy. So yeah. often people will think, hmm, something's not quite right. I need a new website, or I need a marketing campaign, or I need a new package design. But often we have to kind of rewind them right back to the beginning. Yeah. you know, And that's where we get into the customer research and we get into really deep diving into the actual brand positioning. Yes. So I feel like that Whole part is the most overlooked, yeah, bit, yeah, um, which is a big one, right? And yeah. that is businesses big and small, it's it, it can be across the board. I think people really underestimate the power of getting that right, and yeah. so that's, I guess, one thing that we're constantly trying to educate on, yeah, yeah. you know, because they might come to us, they might go to another um agency that's like, yep, we can do your logo and your colors and off you go. And it's obviously a lot cheaper if you're just doing that part versus, you know, doing all the thinking up front.
0: Allow me to briefly interject in this episode of the How To Do Marketing show to tell you about my bloody great marketing plan. But firstly, tell me if this sounds familiar. You are a passionate and ambitious small business owner. You bloody love being your own boss and you have some pretty grand plans for your business. But right now, you feel like your business is running you. You are working ridiculous hours. You can't stop thinking and worrying about how you will get more sales. And you're often overwhelmed when you think about all of the stuff that you're just not even getting to. This is not what you signed up for, Right. A successful business to you is one where you have some choice and some flexibility. You have a good team of people to support you. You make a good wage and by God, do you earn a nice bloody profit because that's the reward for being in business. So there's a few core business functions that you will need to master in order to get to that spot. And one of those is marketing. In fact, in my experience, you're actually going to need a bloody great marketing plan to help you build that business dream. But it's got to be foolproof and it's got to be simple and easy to implement. You do not have time to faff about trying to understand complex and confusing jargon and malarkey. You've got a bloody business to run. So allow me to introduce my bloody great marketing plan. Simple, straightforward, no bullshit. And if you actually follow it, it will lead to that increase in your revenue that allows you to hire more staff, pay yourself well, and make a bloody beautiful profit. So if you want to start building that dream business of yours today by getting your own bloody great marketing plan into place, simply head to howtodomarketing.com.au or forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. And now back to the show. What What's brand positioning? Can you define what brand positioning is? So
1: really it's how is your business positioned in the marketplace and I guess in the, in the minds of your consumers and against your competitors. So who is in your market, um, you know, what are their strengths, weaknesses, points of difference, you know, what are your points of difference that your customer cares about? It's really about that. And it's really how are you going to be positioned so the customer picks you yes. and not someone else? And it's like if you can't answer why they should pick you, then you need to do some work, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, Yes, it's such an important, it's such almost, it's such a small, it takes up such a small area in the the marketing strategy or the brand strategy, the the brand positioning, but there's so much thought, like there's so much, I guess if you're thinking of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg is the sentence that you end up with or the paragraph you end up with, with the brand positioning, but underneath that is just this abundance of thought and consideration and research um, to, to come up with that.
1: That's the thing, and I think the simpler something is or the clearer it is, generally the more work that it's actually taken to get to that, you know, to yes. take everything and then create this really clear, well, this is, this is where we're going going, and this is who we are. Yeah, it does actually take takes a lot of work.
0: A lot of work, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so I've, I find, particularly with the small business market, that there sometimes can be businesses who are a little bit reluctant to invest in marketing marketing. Um, and into and, and into brand activity as well, as they find it hard to map that activity to the to the top of the bottom line. Yes. So what are some of the financial and otherwise benefits of having a, a strong brand?
1: Yeah, it is a little tricky because I think it's one of those things, you know, you can drop some money into a marketing campaign, especially with digital and see exactly the return that you're going to get on the money that's spent. Whereas brand is really, all-encompassing, it's longer term, and it's not measurable in the same way.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, the obvious things are when you do get an increase in sales, you know, so we've got a number of clients where, you know, you take them through the rebrand process and then they see that uplift, but it does depend what business you're in. If you're like, you know, a food product in a supermarket, you're going to more quickly see the impact yes. of that rebrand. Yes. Um, I think also you you know, you can, will you decrease ineffective marketing spend as well. So if you're clearer on your brand, you're going to do activities that are more aligned to your audience and are more effective for your business. So you can see benefits there. Branding is really important for team engagement. So, you know, you know, living to values, having that really engaged team in terms of where you're headed. I mean, that has a massive impact on a business that again, it's not so measurable. Right. But if you've got really happy and engaged team, it's good for retention. I mean, we all know recruiting is a huge cost, especially in this market. Yeah, And um, if your team's happy, your customers are going to be happy as well. So I think there's a lot of factors that it will influence, but you've really got to have a longer term view. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I guess the other bit is, you know, if you're ever going to sell your business you're having a strong brand reputation. That is an important part as well. Yeah, I guess yeah. there's no black and white answers in terms of the numbers, but there's a lot of impact yes. across the business as long as you're prepared to think long term.
0: That's right, and all of those factors are measurable. Like you, there, there are ways that you can you can measure that. Like say, for example, the the point about team um, or brand. Um, strength you know in terms of brand recall like there there are ways it's just particularly for small business and maybe even in some of the larger businesses those kind of studies tend to, to be a little bit harder more complex and a bit more yeah. expensive but I love what you say about team there um, because I 100% agree and I know certainly in the marketing process you know, particularly when we've worked with businesses where we've taken their brand that has not been attended to for probably twenty years, and even then was probably done, you know, um, slapped together, um, and and or maybe not twenty years, but you know, ten years. It's it's a, it's an antiquated brand, and, and we come in and, and we refresh it with all of um, the principles and stuff, um, and then and then our job, obviously, as the marketer, is to then take that out and and amplify it. And I remember there was one particular time where um, we'd worked with someone to get their branding done, and they'd put together the annual annual report. So it was the first; it was almost like the first touch point that really brought the new brand to life. So it included all the new photography and, and brand look and feel, and um, even the tone and personality and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I remember bringing the annual report into two of the team members, and one of them started crying, like Aww. she was just so moved because and and she just said, "Oh my god, like I just this is just telling our story like I just and, and look at all the people because we you know used photos from from their customers and within and within the business, and this just means so much, you know, this just means so much. she was so emotional about." about that piece so I I 100% agree with you that that it can and I also think too when your brand's kind of cool and it looks good people proud to kind of wear it out there so like if you're if you're getting merch and stuff done even for an example with really cool branding people want to wear that hat around town you know people want to wear those t-shirts Um, around town and that that you know they do so proudly as opposed to giving them this really really daggy t-shirt with a really really daggy logo that they kind of reluctantly accept and go great I'll wear that for my gardening
1: Um, (laughs) it's so true like they are your biggest brand ambassadors right so if your team is proud like you know that's there's nothing better in terms of the impact on your customers also attracting new talent keeping people long term like yes. it's all
0: good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also when you look at kind of that brand reputation, so even when it's not even about the look and feel, if you look at that brand reputation, like as a really simple example, you know, um, tech companies like Apple or Google or Facebook, you know, they're renowned as being these progressive and, and incredibly fun and creative organisations. So their reputation, even without looking at the logos you know, people when they hear that you've worked at Google or that they, you know, or or you kind of want to work at at that brand because you might not even know what the job is. You just know that you want to work and be associated with that brand. So totally agree. I think that's, I think that's probably one of the underestimated. I was just about to say that
1: overlooked elements, the impact on team, definitely. And, you know, I think companies have been guilty in the past of, you know getting getting their brand worked on, getting a set of values and being like, great, tick, you know, the values are in there or they're on a poster and that's the end of it. But like they need to be really embedded in the business, right? So if you're interviewing someone, you need to be talking about the values. And if you're coaching a team member, it needs to be based on, you know, how they're performing against the values. And if someone doesn't fit the values, unfortunately, like they've got to go because, it creates, again, it's one of those difficult to measure, but the damage will be greater than you anticipated. Um, and, yeah, yeah, they've just got to go. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That absolutely, totally agree. So who in a business should be driving brand? Who should be the ultimate, you know, stop as to, to who who, uh, who is responsible, who is accountable for, for that brand?
1: feel like, um, especially like with smaller businesses, the brand often is so much part of the founder's kind of DNA, right? I think as a business owner, you have to take ownership for brand. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you have to do everything. But, you know, I find especially with businesses that haven't gone through the process of writing down their brand strategy or their brand positioning, many of these business owners just innately know whether something feels on brand or doesn't feel on brand. It's just sort of become part of them. Yeah. So, I think that really the business owner needs to take the ownership, you know, get people in as they need to, but really be that consistent point of making sure that it's all headed in the right direction and it all feels right for your business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think there too, it's, it's about leading with, with passion for that brand. As well, like if if the business owner who is ultimately the leader a lot of the time, unless they're silent, um, you know, if people can't see them getting behind the brand and excited about yeah. the and how are they supposed to feel excited about it? You know, so I, I agree. Um, I think I think sometimes um, people might. Feel a bit and intimidated, maybe, or overwhelmed at the idea of that. Like maybe some small business owners feel a little bit like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, who else do you find steps into that role if the if the business owner's not not doing it? I mean, obviously, the marketer will be a, an ambassador of that, but who else? Who else might get involved in in brand ambassading in the in the organisation?
1: I think. Um, I I guess it's really. It comes back to what kind of business you have and what sort of team you have, but, you know, and it doesn't need to be defined by your actual job or your role or your, you know, your title, right? If you've got people in your business that are just, you know, showing that passion for your brand and want to be involved, then I think just welcome that because can't have too many brand champions, right?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I love that. And so if you were to work, so if you and Tiny Hunter were, mm. were to work with a business to help them create an incredible brand, what does that process involve?
1: So that process generally involves starting with research. So we'll do some customer research at the beginning, and this can vary quite a lot depending on budget, right? So, Sometimes we'll do a combination of qualitative, so, you know, in-depth interviews and focus groups and things like that, um, quantitative, so more surveys and and data and looking at patterns that way. You know, we like doing a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we will um, do a more scaled-back version and, you know, just do one-on-one interviews ourselves. Yeah. And I think, you know, in terms of small business, It can all be overwhelming, right? But I think literally everyone can do research. It can be quick and dirty. Everyone can pick up the phone and talk to customers. Everyone can send out a free little survey on SurveyMonkey or one of those things. So I think, you know, for us, that first part is really understanding the customer in detail. What do they care about? What are their pain points? Um, How can you make their life better? What are the emotional benefits of the brand, not just the functional benefits? So we really do a deep dive in the customer. That's step one. Yeah. Then we'll do a brand workshop, which is getting stakeholders from the business into a room, and then we sort of do a deep dive from the business's point of view. Right, yeah. So then we sort of have those two sort of, I guess, views, and then we will write the strategy taking into account all of that um, immersive work that we've done first. So we'll write a strategy, you know, purpose and role of the brand, you know, points of difference, positioning statement, values, personality so what are the human attributes of a brand and that really influences you know when you do get to the fun part in terms of design and things like that yeah so we'll write a strategy you know collaborate with the client on that get that signed off and then then it will move into the studio in terms of you know let's work on the brand identity how are we going to bring this to life um designing the logo the colors the fonts you know imagery graphic elements so that's what we call the brand palette. So what are all the elements that make up the brand? Yeah. And and then we will go, okay, well, what does that look like in the context of some of your key touch points? So what, is, what would your website look like? And, you know, yeah. depends on the business, you know, stationary, things like that, um, yeah. brochures, whatever it may be. So they're the stages that we'll go through. And then once all of that is complete, the brand signed off, all those foundations are right, we've got the brand palette. That's when we then can think about, well, you know what does marketing look like now? Because yeah. that's the next important step.
0: <laughs> yeah, how do you get the brand out there? That's awesome. I love that. Um, our process sounds really, really similar. The only difference is I start with the business workshop and then do the the, the customer research. And yeah. I
1: think yeah, and you know what? Actually, we 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 do a bit of both. So it actually uh, okay. does vary. Yeah, we do. Yes. So it just depends.
0: Yeah. yeah, but but what I love about that. And I think it's so, so important because I think as business owners and as people within the business, we are always going to have a lens of our own agenda. You know what I mean? Like we know what we want people to think. We have an over-familiarization with the brand, with the product, with the business. And so it's really hard sometimes to decipher what people actually think versus what we want them to think. Which is why I think that customer research piece is so integral because it either kind of backs up, you know, what, what your, what the, you know, that innate feeling is that intuition is about what customers think or, and what I find, and you probably find this as well, is that it just throws in these little nuggets. Like a lot of the time, like 80%, you've, you've got, you've nailed most of it, particularly if the business is quite customer centric, but there's. Always a little nugget of insight that can be so crucial to the brand direction that you're like, wow, that was absolutely
1: there's always a surprise in there, and it's it is it's always so good for the people in the business to hear, you know, rather than us telling them we don't think that might be right or whatever, to actually hear things from customers' mouths. Yes. So powerful. And I think it's underutilized in terms of not just in a process like this, but just ongoing, you know, how are you continually getting feedback from your customers and then weaving that back into what you're doing? So,
0: yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh gosh, so much goodness shared. Now, if listeners would like to find out more about how you can help them with their branding, where can they find you, Joe?
1: There is a couple of places. So like we mentioned Tiny Hunter, so we're a branding agency. We work with mostly medium to large businesses, but also we've launched The Brand Brigade, so thebrandbrigade.com and that is where we're really trying to create resources and education for small businesses so they can kind of, you know, take these learnings and infuse them into what they're doing as well. So both wow. those places they can check
0: out. Awesome. Fantastic. And I'm sure and I'm sure they will. Thank you so much for that, Jodie. Really, really appreciate your insights. And certainly, you know, I think one of the benefits of talking to um, people like yourselves who do work within that, that medium and the larger organisations, there's absolutely no reason why we can't take those foundations of your process and, and your insights um, and apply that to small business, you know. but Yes, so- that, that, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but that no,
1: is not- 100% why we started, you know, the brand brigade, because everything that we've learned doesn't matter the industry, doesn't matter the size of business, all the principles are the same. It's just, you might apply, you know, I guess a quicker and dirtier version versus a more robust, if you're a huge hundred million dollar company, but all the foundations are exactly the same, which I love.
0: Yes. Yeah. Me too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that, Jodie. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Jane. Thank you for having me. So good to talk with you.
0: Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and I hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you want to move closer to your dream business by creating your own bloody great marketing plan for 2022, head on over to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.